Stuff I Didn't Write My Dissertation On is a podcast that covers a wide range of topics, some more sensitive than others. Relevant information and content warnings can be found in the episode description. Got it. Okay, but the thing is, I'm actually semi-prepared today. Hey, look at that. If you put us together, now we're only like... At any given time, one of us is ready, which means that we together are just always... Prepared. Yes. It's like it's like the sisterhood of the traveling single brain cell. Yes. And right now I have <laughs> the brain cell. Hello and welcome to stuff I didn't write my dissertation on. I am your lovely host Emily and that is your host. Tyra. <laughs> I was waiting for the adjective. I thought you were going to say ugly host. Hello. Hello. Hi. No, just your other host. (laughs) No, I feel like that was really mean. Everyone's going to think I bully you. We need to do that again. No, no. Keep going because I think if anything, the recurring gag is that you bullied me. And then the cat, the the secret that nobody knows is that I bully you back, but no one ever catches it because it's not recorded. It's like the janitor on scrubs yes are you who's the janitor in this situation (laughs) are we both the janitor i was gonna say do we just pass the mop we we pass the mop it really depends on the day i guess today you have the mop and i'm just lowly victim (laughs) (laughs) that's horrible we're We're friends friends. we are friends yeah I'm gonna be in your wedding see friends yeah yeah we yeah we're probably (laughs) friends because you're in (laughs) (laughs) not not the podcast not Dungeons and Dragons but oh yeah she's going to be in the wedding therefore she is a friend or you know chicken or the egg Wait, wait okay this is off topic today we're talking about Legally Blonde, the movie that came out in 2001, uh, oh which is God. way longer ago than I thought oh it was. Oh my God, that movie can drink now. I was going to say like, oh, that probably what, 2004? <laughs> no. I know. I was thinking like a few years later, like oh, I think of the nebulous early 2000s 2000, yes. as like 2000 to 2010. What are we talking about regarding okay. Legally Blonde? regarding okay we're talking about the legally part more legal less blonde basically we wanted to start a new um episode segment no that's not the right word what am I looking for like series um, like mini yeah like an episode mini series about like how they do in movies for careers so today is legally blonde and we're going to talk about whether or not they portrayed lawyers well and accurately to real life okay so first I want to do like a refresh on the movie like a short recap about what I can recap it you want me to do that yeah let's just do let's just do like the the blurb version of it okay yeah sorority president delta new sorority president l woods is unceremoniously dumped by her boyfriend warner on a night she thinks is going to be their proposal she later finds out he was accepted to harvard law school so undeterred and very determined to win him back she enrolls in harvard law school where she charms over the stodgy bookish harvard law students with her 
glitz, her glamour, and her knowledge of hair care and hijinks ensue during her 1L year of law school and the end. Yeah, I think that's really, yeah, you did a really good job. Wait, did you just come up with that completely? I did, I did. That sounds like you were reading it. No, no. Oh, that's a good, that's a fun game. Summarize a movie. No, yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, so the so the movie starts off with um, her like pretty quickly getting dumped at, by Warner, who says, um, "Well, I need to be serious and date someone serious if I'm going to be in Harvard and then be a senator or whatever." Uh, and so Elle's response to that is, "Well, I could go to Harvard Law." <laughs> which is the best part of that movie. Honestly, it's, she's just like, I don't see why I can't do that too. And then she gets in and then she says, what? Like it's hard. Yeah. That is the best. That movie is so quotable. It really is. I I think the one line that I quote the most is, okay. At this point, the movie is 21 years old. So we're going to be spoiler spoiling it. If you haven't seen it, you know, sorry go go watch it right she she is luke's father like you get it uh my favorite line for me is the happy people just don't shoot their husbands right Right. exercise gives you endorphins endorphins make you happy happy people just don't shoot their husbands they don't which would not hold up in court no but but it is a good line it is a good line so okay we did the blurb we did that. I know you're you're really steering the ship today, and I'm just kicking back in the co-pilot seat. But and this is a problem because I only took sailing lessons um, in sixth grade for a summer, so we're not working with a lot of knowledge here. <laughs> Maybe we should just be in like a little uh, paddle boat. Yeah, I mean, hey, I could. Um, we could we could get in a double a kayak. We can. I think okay. we could figure that out together. We could. We could. We'll be there a while, but I trust you on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Did you, obviously we both liked the movie, so I don't even want to ask, did you like it? Because that's why we're here talking about it. Okay, here, let me do this. Did this movie affect any career aspirations? Did it change how you viewed lawyers? Did it change how you viewed the law? Kind of that general area? I would say Probably not, other than the fact that I have always loved kind of the classic, um, what, you can't do this, you're a girl and pretty, and Mm -hmm. the pretty girl going, I can do this and be pretty. Yeah, you can't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's the kind of influence that it had for me and probably a lot of other kids as well. Mm -hmm. What about you? trying to go back to when I first saw it I I wanted to be a lawyer not related to this movie and I actually was pretty set on being a lawyer until I was roughly in high school and then I switched to wanting to be a biologist did neither of those for the <laughs> record okay I will say the movie did not really change my career aspirations it made me want a macbook because she had that really cute orange mac oh yeah like the pink and orange combo yeah i really wanted that um to i i definitely had like this like underlying trust issues of like girls wanting to be your friend even though i know she and vivian became friends at the end like 
I genuinely watched that whole movie thinking Vivian was going to sabotage Elle the whole time. Like even after they became friends and um, Vivian was playing with Buster, Buster's the name, yeah, Baxter from Anchorman. But uh, I was like, why is she there? She's just sabotaging her. And then I also was like, wow, professors are just all sleaze balls who like hire you because they think you're hot. So <laughs> you went in with like the empowerment and I was just like, don't trust anyone. And just get a MacBook. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I think that is honestly a little bit fair of a judgment as well, though, because I think that a lot of there is a lot of nepotism and there is a lot of um, quid pro quo and sexual harassment kinds of mm-hmm. things um, in. I, I mean, it's I would say grad school, especially, but um, in a lot of cases where yeah. there's like those power dynamics. The other thing that I assumed about law, which based on that movie, I because Elle kept looking at papers during her questioning of Chutney, which is such a funny name for okay, Chutney. Chutney. Um, I assumed that the line of questioning when you're interrogating a witness on the stand was pre-written. I assumed that lawyers would have questions like written out that they would ask because she kept looking at the paper. So I was like, oh, every case, the lawyers write out their questions in advance and then they just like read off of them, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily true because, you know, depending on how the answers go, they might follow up with other things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have some notes on that too, okay. um, because, well, I don't know if, should I say like, my conclusion up front basically and then what kind of like my thesis so my thoughts on after kind of looking into this specific aspect of the movie which is not something I've thought too much about like I mean the movie is it's about law school and Elle becoming a lawyer but really it's kind of more about the like Elle herself overcoming these um obstacles And so this is the first time I've really looked into the, like, how accurate it is to lawyerism. And so as far as, like, the court cases go, it's not very accurate um, to how actual, like, it actually is being a lawyer in court. Um, But the law school aspect of it is pretty accurate to how it goes. And so I figured that I would break down like the different points of that. And then you can be like, whoa, (laughs) a lot of the aspects of being a lawyer are inaccurate to how it is to actually be a lawyer in a court, like in a courtroom. Um, But it is very like a lot of other shows like Law and Order where it goes like that because it's more interesting in a television show Mm -hmm. to see someone walking around the room as opposed to just standing behind the desk. It's more dynamic and more interesting for the audience. And so in that regard, I feel like it's pretty standard, even though it's not Mm -hmm. that accurate. Um, I have two, I have a breakdown. It's called Law School and Lawyer Stuff. Those are my two I love main it. points. All right, let's um, start with, let's, let's go in order. Let's start with law school. So as I mentioned, I think that the law school aspect of it is fairly accurate. And um, points within that that I'll go through are that when she's just getting, oh, actually, I guess I'll start with, um, so she's talking to an advisor in the beginning about applying. And one thing that I wanted to bring up 
that's really interesting is that throughout this whole movie, they make fun of her for saying certain things and they look down on her for being a fashion major. But I want to point out that she graduated undergrad with a 4.0 in fashion merchandising, which is a business degree within fashion. And I feel like that, like they're really not giving her enough credit for that. I think the overall, you said it was the advisor, right? Uh, it was the advisor and yeah. then um, like also her parents, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll focus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh, and like her ex-boyfriend. Well, his his opinion is already. Not yeah, that's relevant. true. He sucks. <laughs> I, I know we're not talking about doctors for this one, but the one thing that my husband always kind of hampered on was his disappointment with advice undergraduate advisors trying to when you're trying to discuss your career goals so to me I'd say that's a very accurate portrayal because they're not very sympathetic because I mean obviously both our significant others are doctors and you know my husband went to an undergrad advisor to see how to better his resume and I'm sure we'll cover this on a doctor segment for sure but they told him a lot of things and he tried his best to fix those things and listen to them because that's what they told him would make him a competitive applicant. And obviously he got into med school and he looked back and he said, they didn't know what they were thinking because they didn't even go to med school. They're just trying to advise you based on what that they think is best. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good Mm -hmm. point because I bet law law school in this context is very similar Mm -hmm. to med school where it's like, it's such a different animal than a, than getting into a lot of other different schools or um, trying to aim for s- other professions. Yeah. Where it's like, there's very specific things that you should do that would help your resume. And the regular suggestions for, for that are, are not usually correct. Right. And so it's like, I, they're not wrong. They're just her skepticism for Elle trying to get into law school, like I get it because, you know, people kind of, they're operating from the general median of success for like their, or their average applicant. That's what they're using. They're not really analyzing what goes into the admissions part. They're just seeing the outside data that goes into, oh, this, these people applied, these kinds of people got in. They don't really look at those they don't really look into those external um or you know the other factors because they're not the ones making the decision right and then they could also be profiling a little bit and looking at the person being like I don't know this is a big commitment do you really want to do this yeah they've said you know med school won't accept you just only if you have a bachelor's in biology like you know that's not true at all they said we've accepted music majors we've accepted you know bachelor of fine arts we've accepted business majors it's about you know the person, not the degree. So yeah. And you can get another degree to help your resume and also have some time between undergrad because that that helps sometimes. But yeah. Okay. We're talking about doctors too much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go back to the other career that all parents want your kid to be. Doctor lawyers. Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other things that the advisor says in that meeting at the beginning is that she will need uh, a lot of things like uh, excellent recommendations, a great um, admissions essay, and at least a 175 on the LSAT. And 
apparently that is all true. Um, like the, the highest score you can get on the LSAT is a 180, which apparently, so in the movie, she gets a 179 after studying, studying, um, which I don't know how reasonable that is. I mean, they do establish like she is pretty smart, but that seems like very difficult to do. Um, but basically anything above a 170 apparently will be able to get you into really high quality schools. I just Googled, oh, you can't see that. I Googled admission statistics for Harvard Law when you're talking. Okay. And the median LSAT score was 173. So that makes sense. Like, obviously you need to have a very high one, but yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. So that I can definitely see that being still pretty relevant. I mean, and that's for 2020. So her getting a 179 definitely made her a very competitive candidate. So right. Yeah. So she has excellent grades. She has great recommendations, et cetera. And she gets a 179 there. It's really makes a lot of sense that she got in. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Spoiler. She gets in. <laughs> Can I ask a question before you keep going? Yeah. Did you ever watch the sequel? Yes. Yeah. It's it's the one about her dog, right? I never watched it. That's why. Oh, I was- yeah. Okay. So in the sequel, she's with um, who's the guy that she ends up with? Luke it's- Wilson. Right, Luke. And they're I think just like it skips ahead. They're just like married, and um. I think somebody steals her dog for animal testing. And so the whole thing is about a court case about her trying to rescue all the animals that are being tested on for like, I think makeup products. Interesting. There's, I know there's a third one coming out pretty soon. So we should definitely watch it and then discuss for the podcast. We should watch it. Yeah. I don't remember loving the second one very much. I just remember that. Yeah. The only thing I remember is that basic plot. I don't remember anything else about it. Cool. Okay. Sorry. I just had to know. Yeah. Of course. Um, Okay. Let's see. Okay. So she, she gets into Harvard. Um, The next things about law school that I will say are apparently very accurate are that all the students are very confident, especially at the beginning there, they have crazy resumes and they're saying like I did this and and I studied abroad and here and that kind of thing so they're all kind of showing off I also read uh in a comment on one of the videos I was watching that of somebody who was a lawyer now she said that it's actually not that crazy in the beginning for her to not know there was reading beforehand like on her first day, because that happened to this commenter as well. And she felt so lost. That's so interesting. I, as obviously I did not go to law school. I went to grad school. At least the first day for us was all just syllabi stuff. And then they scanned, they were like, they gave us time to buy the books like after the first day, but we already had to start reading. And they were like, here's the scan of the book you're going to buy. Start reading. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So the law school part that you were mentioning, based on what I know from someone who attended Harvard Law, they said it was pretty, pretty accurate because they said it was like 
there was a competition to sit in the front row. If you weren't in the front row, they were kind of like, they wouldn't even look at you sort of thing. So you would compete to get in the front row. And if you didn't know anything, they would kind of just treat you like shit. So I can see that aspect being very accurate from someone's firsthand experience. Right. Yeah. Like my, my point here is just that where it's like the, the competitiveness, the way that people interact with each other, that all seems very accurate actually yeah. to how it is. After that, I'm going to say a couple specific things that they're talking about in class. And then outside of that, I'm going to kind of just leave it at like the law school aspect, I think is fairly accurate there. Like she's studying real questions in the beginning. She like the dynamics, like the, all the like class politics seem very accurate, but there's also these parts where you know, they're kind of making fun of her for saying something stupid or like that she doesn't really understand. But actually, I think that these are not bad answers in themselves. So in the beginning, um, there the professors are starting to kind of pick on her and like ask her, like put her on the spot with questions. I'm thinking of the question about sperm from the movie. Well, the, oh, you mean the, um, well, Why? the one that I'm going to bring up was um, like, which would you rather have a client who oh um, yeah like the malum prohibitum or malum in say yeah. um and she says all bubbly like oh I would rather like neither I would rather have a client who is innocent <laughs> and everyone laughs but honestly I think that's a pretty good answer because it's like it demonstrates an understanding of both of those concepts while also critical thinking of like no I'd, I'd rather someone who didn't commit a crime actually yeah that's so true it's like would you rather have a, like one of these no I want it's like she's like writing in a C, an option c down there yeah I also looked up what those mean because I'm not a lawyer Ma- um, I just remember malum prohibitum I don't remember the other one so what is malum prohibitum I don't remember I just remember the words <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I looked it up. It's malum in say, so I in space S-E. And the definition that Google told me, <laughs> please write in and tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, as I've said many times before, I did not actually write my dissertation on this. So malum in say is where you have a client that's committed a crime that is considered naturally evil as in like evil by the standards of like societal acceptance so like murder I think so and then malum prohibitum is uh someone who's committed a crime that is prohibited by law so oh yeah yeah murder murder is definitely insane and do you have an example? Can you look up an example of prohibitum? I was yeah. just thinking, I was just thinking like using LimeWire, like piracy. Oh, well, I guess that would be stealing though, which is technically, is, is stealing in say? Okay, this is what Wiki says, murder, rape, and robbery. So yeah, stealing. Okay, hold on, fine. Malum prohibitum. Yeah, um, like what would, oh, like um, smoking weed. Mm. Like, I feel mm. like drug use would be maybe. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Let's see if I'm right. <laughs> uh, gambling, you're right. Smoking weed, uh, disorderly conduct, prostitution, speeding. 
public intoxication, vagrancy. Okay. So yeah, smoking weed. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting because I didn't know that. Um, and it also means that she wasn't totally wrong when answering that, even if she didn't know exactly what they each meant. Yeah. Oh, and then Vivian said Mal and Prohibitum. And then Elle was like, I want the harder one because I'm not afraid of a challenge. Oh, yeah. Which is also not a terrible answer. Like, it's ballsy, but. I, I feel like, okay, if I did have to pick, I would definitely pick Mal and Prohibitum because just like Mal and Inse, I would just be, I don't know. I think well, I would have a harder time arguing that. Right, because the implication is that everyone generally accepts that those are wrong things to do and whereas with the uh prohibitum you can just say like okay well this is only not okay because of the law but Mm -hmm. okay outside of that I'll move on to the lawyer stuff which is honestly shorter because we've already covered a little bit of it like the larger concept but essentially there are I think at least two times in this movie where she says she's someone's attorney and that is absolutely not okay to do um, as a student it's like saying you're a doctor when you're, when a, you're med a med student, student. yeah oh, and like actually coming up and saying like oh I'm a doctor like I can handle this like that is yeah. not okay and could get you barred from becoming a lawyer at all that's definitely I was gonna say it's definitely a lawsuit because you're uh, you are illicitly presenting yourself as something that you are not when you're not credentialed so right exactly so much liability anyways yeah so that aspect of it and she does it also um when she goes in to talk to the client and she says that she's the client's sister to like get information that's also very not okay to do I think i Okay, this is my like lack of legal knowledge, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure getting information that way too would be um, like dismissed from court because it was obtained illegally. Right. Yeah, I think I think so too. And also she the other unrealistic thing is that she's a first year law student and they give her a lot of free reign. And I know that, again, that's kind of for the movie, you know, because (laughs) she's the main character. So I think that it gets like ultimately it's fine because it's for the theatrics. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as um, is it realistic to the real world? No. Other from that, I'll go over just a couple of things in the courtroom where, like you said earlier, they cannot just walk around the courtroom willy nilly. They have to ask to approach the bench. Um, They're usually just standing behind the desk or sitting or sitting yeah and um there's also a point where I think again multiple times they're just like asking question after question to the witness and that's not okay you need to give them time to answer you can't Mm -hmm. just say like and is it true and is it true and like fluster in order to fluster them I witnessed actually I don't remember how I I think it was like through I wasn't a Girl Scout, but I think like it was like a friend who was and they invited me because I I wanted to be a lawyer. So they let me come and I got to sit in a courtroom and I watched part of a case for intoxicated manslaughter. And it was the most boring like two hours of my life. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I remember getting in being like so excited. We were going to see like 
like evidence with like dead bodies. No, not really. It was literally like, can you, they were both, the lawyers were sitting, the witness was on the bench and they were just like, can you please like outline on this map? Like where these things happen. And then they spent so long, literally just like drawing lines (laughs) to indicate a boundary of where this accident happened. And I remember the courtroom was freezing cold because they have to keep the temperatures cold. And I was just like, this is so boring. (laughs) And then I think I went home that day and I told my mom, like, if I'm going to be a lawyer, I don't want to do these kinds of cases. I want to do something else. But yeah, it was, it was not fancy. They were just like, okay. Right. Yeah. That's also what I've heard is it's a lot less dramatic than in TV shows and movies where you're very, very seldom are you going to get the whole court gasping at a a reveal you know like it's it's really pretty standard and most of the time people already have kind of an idea of how the whole thing's gonna go right I I also I always think of law and order for the dramatic reveal and then oh yeah we can't do that (laughs) no we can just parody it we can't I don't think oh ha 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 we can parody it we're not we're not using the actual music so we're okay but you know I always just think of like you know the attorney gets so aggressive and then they get held in contempt of court and then you know but but yeah just very dramatic order order in my court I'll reiterate another thing that said uh that I said before which was that they give her a lot of free reign in this movie that wouldn't usually be given to a first year law student, including at the very end where the defendant just replaces her attorney with L, which I think can technically happen as they establish in the movie, but it's still unlikely that she would be like leading that. Right. She's been in law school for like a few months at that point. Yeah, like a semester, maybe two, right. like almost two semesters at that point. Cause I guess, yeah, cause they already have winter break, but still like. Right. So I guess she's like in like solidly in her first year. Yeah. But still, I would not trust like a first year med student. <laughs> Any med student. <laughs> I love that we just keep bringing it back to medicine, but that's just what we know. No, I honestly think that they're kind of similar in the, like the rigor of the schooling and everything and like the Mm -hmm. length and kind of what's expected afterwards so lastly my final point is that Elle does not need Professor Callahan at all if she's making good grades at Harvard then she has a lot of options and she is does not need his quid pro quo like sexual harassment situation so she apparently like it's if she's making really good grades at a top level school then she would have a lot of offers for summer internships and everything probably already set in conclusion uh law school yes lawyer courtroom situation uh not so much accurate um l woods amazing as always I w- okay, law school, pretty accurate. Lawyer, courtroom aspects on par with Hollywood portrayals of legal proceedings. Right. And did you want to go into some of those as well? Um, so I just think of 
when we were discussing this originally, we were going to be a little bit more broad topic and just cover law as a whole. And the things I proposed bringing up were a few good men and better called Saul and law and order. I know we've touched on law and order a lot. Um, a few good men is the movie where it says where the famous line, you can't handle the truth is from. Mm. So thank without- you for that context. <laughs> That one was military court. So that's another well layer in itself. And is it true that there are a few good men? With today's society, I reckon so. Keyword <laughs> a few. <laughs> one or two. One or two. And, and I we believe- already found them. <laughs> I think. Okay, gosh. So I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, but I believe that t- trial centered around the extrajudicial killing like within the military so like members of the military killed another member and that's Mm. where and it was like I think being covered up but um kind of the same thing they were in terms of the lines of questioning you know Tom Cruise was the main attorney and he's getting increasingly incensed and he's like raising his voice and then Jack Nicholson is the one who says you can't handle the truth so that sounds probably about on par again for how Hollywood portrays law. I don't remember anyone walking around, but you know, just the elevated tones a lot. Um, Better Call Saul is still ongoing. The last season is airing as we speak. And I, it's one of my favorite TV shows from this kind, this time sort of thing. And I love the portrayals. Uh, Most of them actually do stay in their spot. They don't really pace Saul or Jimmy McGill, Bob Odenkirk, he paces a little bit, but not a lot a bit. And yeah, it, it was, it was definitely more of a character drama compared to Breaking Bad. And I really liked it, but I couldn't say, I mean, the whole premise of Better Call Saul is that he deals, he does underhanded shady shit to help his clients. And, but, you know, he does everything underhanded, whether, whether it's manipulating his clients or people outside of the courtrooms that they start thinking a certain way so definitely unethical 100 percent. but um I'd say within the courtroom I'd say it's a little bit more accurate than others but yeah well and I've, I've heard that show is really good I really um, like it and I or to clarify too the there are parts where I think you would walk around the courtroom more especially at the very beginning when you're talking to the jury but only then mm-hmm. or if you ask to approach yeah this one Saul was definitely just pacing to put on a show because like that was his persona oh I see hey we did it yeah I think that I think that was it that was a really good episode I feel yeah, good I agree look we at you amazing. good job sisterhood of the traveling brain cell all right I'm passing it back to you I can't okay all right ready ready <laughs> ready mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) just like collapse on the floor. (laughs) Emily's back, guys. I know we missed her last week, but she's back and she's here to stay for all you people listening. Uh, You can start listening again. I know you stopped listening when I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) It was just me watching The Simpsons. So that's okay. Sounds fun. It was great. Eric was great, but I'm glad you're back as always. This was an episode of Stuff I Didn't Write My Dissertation on. We are on Instagram at Stuff I Didn't Write, and we have an email. So drop us a line if you thought we were legally 
blonde. No, that was so bad. Never mind. Drop us a line if we if we were having a legally blonde moment. Oh, or drop us a line if we won the case. Or if you just want to put pick us for jury duty. I don't know. Never mind. I'm Wait. just gonna <laughs> never mind. Okay, that was so bad. I hit I okay. No, I love it. You have to keep it now. <laughs> okay, okay. If you think that we tip the scales of justice in our favor. There we go. That's another one. No, that's good. That you okay. keep that one. Yeah. Drop us a line <laughs> if we tip the scales of justice in our favor. Our fundraiser for Ukraine is still ongoing. Um, if you haven't already donated. 100% of donations made to our coffee page will be sent to United Help Ukraine. If you would like other charities to donate to, please drop us a line on Instagram or give it or email us. Happy to provide other recommendations. <laughs> I think that's everything. It's been a while, right? Yeah, it's I been know. a while. But yeah, with that said, I'm Kyra. That was Emily. We'll catch you next time. Court adjourned. Bye. Bye. <laughs> for the for this thing i was just gonna say that's the sound bite and you're, you're gonna say yes but you're gonna forget anyway so therefore i have the power but. and yeah at this point um my life slash what is posted on the internet is really up to you (laughs) because most of our episodes at this point are just bloopers of me saying ridiculous shit. Well, one of our patrons just recently learned that um, they get extra content. Because I look fine. Do I look fine? Yeah, you do. You look I mean, I mean, does my does does my video look fine? Not do do I look insane right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, I can't with you. I what can't you really not look at you. I'm gonna be like, I Hello. can't see. That's why I was looking away so you wouldn't. No, like... but that's distracting too. You just 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 be cool. I totally lost my thought. Hold on a second. I see. This is the part where I know you're just gonna cut it and make it sound really good. I hope. But oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep minutes of dead air. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I will cut that out. But no, keep anyway. it in. Okay. Keep it in. <laughs> okay. Okay. It'll be no, a blooper. No. 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 How do not. I think about how many ums you have to cut out every time I say it. Okay. Sometimes I just leave them because I get lazy. <laughs> That's fair.